Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Bunch of Beauties presented by Pucker Up Sports. I am Sam Prabo, a senior editor of Pucker Up Sports, and I am to joined today by Jennifer Molia, who also works at Pucker Up Sports <laughs> and who writes and is happy to be here. Uh, Ariel Melendez, also write for Pucker Up, Pucker Up Philly, and I am also happy to be back. Yeah. Love this. Love this for us. Okay, so I'm gonna we're just gonna dive right in because I wanna get to the segment no one asked for, the Buffalo Sabres update. Um, so if you missed last episode, we went into a little bit of depth about uh what the hell's going on in Buffalo because yeah, so, ladies, it's a trash fire. Let's be honest here, ladies. <laughs> it's a trash fire. And even more has happened since last week, if you could believe it. If you could believe it. So now <laughs> The losing streak for the Sabres is up to 16 games. Sweet 16, baby. They got shut out yet again. Uh, to be fair, the goal they scored was taken away, and it and it was an iffy call. So I'll cut them some slack there, but they still were shut out by the <laughs> Penguins. And so that makes 16 games straight. And last night, uh, they didn't even have their interim head coach. Oh. Uh, he and an assistant coach were uh, in the COVID protocol, so their general manager was their head coach last night. Nice. So you know what? At this point, at this point, that's about par for the course. I mean, it's you know, I, I saw so there's this Twitter account uh, called Sabers Banners, and they do like you know like the banners that go up to the rafters. They took one and now they just write what they want on it and tweet it, and so. This one said there was one last night that said, uh, "I miss the days when we could still have moral victories." <laughs> yeah, oh that's long gone. That's Ooh. the state of affairs. But we did have some breaking news before we got on here, which is super exciting. Thank you for waiting t- till like an hour before we record NHL. Yeah. But uh, Eric Stahl was traded to the Montreal Canadiens for a third round pick and a fifth round pick. And the Sabres are retaining half of his salary. That's, so that's a, about $1.2 million or whatever That's a it is. tasty trade, if I do say so myself. I mean, I don't blame them for wanting draft capital. I mean, like, they don't really have any prospects. I mentioned that yeah. last week. And uh, to Kevin Adams' credit, he did say that he's trying to build the scouting, the scouting department uh, of the organization. So that's good for them. Um but they're gonna they have need a lot of help. And so that's this seems like the start of like the first of many trades for this team. Yeah. Because uh Pierre Lebrun from uh The Athletic uh said that they're already asking teams about Taylor Hall as well. And they're starting by asking for a first round pick. I think that like trades with Pitt not to get on my soapbox already, like three minutes in, but <laughs> I think trades with picks are like so tricky because obviously you want to go for like the first round, even second round, like even third round picks, but you never know. Like we love to say, or not we, but like people love to say like, well, this guy was a bust. This guy was a first round pick and he was awful. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then you get players who are like amazing who come in the later rounds. Like Henrik Lundqvist is the first one that comes to mind, but like so many players become stars from the later rounds. So like, I feel like unnecessarily like poo-pooing on teams for making, I don't know why poo-pooing was the phrase that I decided to use. Unnecessarily dumping on teams like for trades with picks. I feel like it's so stupid because like, you don't even know what they're going to use the pick to do. Like, wait yeah. until they make a dumb pick to dump on them. And I think, so, like, yeah, I think nowadays, 
uh, trades with picks are getting a little more um, normalized just because yeah. now the whole thing normalized is normalized hold- trading with picks. Yeah. We, we, we get like an yeah. uh, Instagram graphic for I it. <laughs> trade for picks. I like it. Um, but I think it's becoming more normalized because I think the big thing now people want to see their team do is hoard draft picks and hoard the draft capital because they're realizing how important to ha- having a good prospect pipeline is. Like the the Rangers, for example, they never drafted well. Yeah. Like they were the stereotypical like New York, like rich team. They bought, signed the big free agent because everyone wants to play in New York, yada, yada. Um, yada, yada. But now they're shifting towards, well, we actually have a really decent – prospect pipeline and trading for picks was a huge part of that mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I i hope that that's where the sabers are headed <laughs> but i don't know but yeah so they're asking for a first round pick for taylor hall and i was looking at uh, ariel and i were looking at his stats before we uh were all in the call and this season okay he's has i want you to guess actually how many points you think he has taylor hall Yes. Okay. On the last place Buffalo Sabres. On the last place Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> That's key in this. Um, well, we're like well into the year, right? So like it He's should... played in he's played in 32 games, if that helps. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't think he's a quite a point per game player. No. So <laughs> you're like absolutely not. <laughs> I mean he's uh, he's underperforming, so Yeah. I'll say I'll say 20, 20 points. Okay. Well, Ariel, did I tell you how many he has? I think so, but I'm a, I only remember how many goals he had, so. Okay. So you want to guess? Um, God, I, for, I know you said he had a lot of one thing <laughs> and only two goals. Yeah. So I no. can't. Yeah, he only has two goals. Yeah, I know. I just spoiled <laughs> that for you. I love the reaction though because that's the reaction I think anybody reasonable person would have. They'd be like, "You might as well go ahead, Sam," because I didn't mean to say two goals. Okay, he has seventeen points. Okay, in thirty-two games, so it's not as bad as I thought it was because I knew he only had. I knew he only had two goals, but then I was like, "All right, fifteen assists." Well, the two goals is like that, like striking number. Like when you said that, I was like, "Okay, come through with the assists, I guess." And like, I guess he has his career high is thirty-nine, but for the most part, he stays in like. The double digits between like twenty, like fifteen and twenty-five seems like the the range for him. So either way, two is a drop. And this is a team that wants a first round pick. <laughs> and they signed him for eight million dollars. Let's not forget. <laughs> um. So then we were also looking at the Sabers. We know plus minus doesn't really like matter that much. It's not a stat that we all love, but I think it's worth noting that uh. Only uh, one player currently healthy on the Sabres is uh, has a positive plus minus rating. Oh, yum, yum! Tasty. And the other one, the other one, Jake McCabe is is out for the rest of the year. And young Rasmus Dahlin, and we were talking about first round picks. He's minus thirty two. Thirty two. Mm-hmm. That's a number. Yep. And last <laughs> night they uh, had five shots in the second period, only losing two nothing. They are. Well, I guess now it's 020 and one. They're 020 and one this season when trailing after two periods. That's... Love that for them. 
just a mess, guys. A mess. And it just is not getting any better. It's just not getting any better. They're definitely, like, setting some records. Like, not good oh, records. so many. Like... So many bad records. Well, <laughs> the one record they're not going to break is. So they're 0 for, like, 28 or 29 on the power play right now. Yeah. In their recent stretch. Uh, the Red Wings this season went 0 for 40. I think so... they can do it, personally. I'm really <laughs> they should be striving the for the one I believe in the Buffalo Sabres for is that they could break that record. Shoot for the stars on it. Well, you're not Shoot for the moon. If you miss, you'll be among the stars. Like, but that's not a good so like shoot for the ground. Like shoot for the dirt. <laughs> oh, like, shoot for six feet below that. Like shoot for the earth's crust. Like <laughs> I I swear, I was like, they should just can they they should just be allowed to forfeit the season. I agree. At this point, I yeah. agree. Like, it's, why do they do they even want to play? Doesn't feel like it. Do they even want to play? Doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I wouldn't. Like, straight up. I mean, Eric saw out of there as fast as he could, apparently. Time. Yeah. Cool. Straight up not having a good time. <sighs> straight up. I'm straight up not having a good time. Yeah. God. Ugh, I feel great. like. After the season, like some of those players on that team are like high key gonna need therapy. Like the the exit interviews are gonna be gold mines. Oh yep, 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 gold mines. I can't wait. Unless you're Jeff Skinner and he's gonna be like, I love it here. He just always does that. Like always, very tight lipped. Once again, blink twice if you're okay, Jeff. Like he seems to love it. Literally every other player, they're like, oh, they're gonna trade him, and they're like, no, Jeff Skinner, they're gonna keep him. Keep paying him nine million dollars, and while well, he is playing career high, not career high, I said this earlier. I've messed it up too. Season high uh, minutes, so so period. Like twenty minutes the other night, as he should. As he should. All right. Well, let's stop talking about this because I'm sad. <laughs> End of the Buffalo Sabers discussion for the week. I'm sad. Now we're gonna make Ariel sad. Yeah. Not bad for me. <laughs> so last night. Uh, another thing that happened last night. The Rangers did the thing again uh, that they did a few nights ago and uh, absolutely slaughtered the Philadelphia Flyers. For fun. For fun and for sport. Mika Zibanejad had another natural hat trick. He's insane this season. This month. This month. Yeah, right. (laughs) The rest of the year, everyone was like, what's wrong with Mika? Is he okay? Is he feeling the after effects of COVID? Which you can't tell me he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, like, should they trade him? Like, this is why he should be in the Eichel deal. Whatever garbage Rangers fans try to spew. You're right, though. It's like the these past few weeks, he's just been, like, on And then one. he just decided, actually, I'm good at hockey now. <laughs> actually, I've decided. And he, specifically against the Flyers. Sadness everywhere. As he should. This, is a, this was a stat line I thought was interesting from last night. Mika has 13 points. That's six goals and seven assists. Okay. In five games against the Flyers. <laughs> I love him. He has 12 in 27 against everybody else. God. <laughs> so I don't know what it is. I think, I, I don't know if it's the Flyers specifically or AV. Yeah, really? <laughs> like, is it just revenge tour. Yeah, AV revenge tour? Because Boot went off too. Period. And he was, he was noted not AV's favorite. Yeah. But the game was absolutely wild. I mean, Adam Fox is 
continues to be one of the best amazing young defensemen in this so league. impressed like he blows my mind every time he's on the ice but yeah uh what the hell is going on with philly oh. yeah ariel what's going on i mean Bad. i i my heart breaks for carter hart yeah because yeah. he's so young for a goalie and he has the weight of pretty much the organization on his shoulders i was gonna say like a whole a whole franchise for like a 20 something year old like that's for a goalie goalies like take way longer to mm-hmm. usually uh, there's obviously exceptions but a lot of goalies usually take longer to develop and get into the league and he's what like 22 yeah i yeah. think so and he has to basically like i said take the weight of the flyers on his shoulders and he's not having a good year like ha- like i just feel so bad for him right yeah, it hasn't been – I mean, not even just for him. It hasn't really been a good year for anyone. And, and I do want to talk about Carter Hart, but I, like I was telling Sam before we got started, I, I wanted to go in and talk about something that uh, Gossip Bear said last night because it was the first time in a long time I've ever seen a player just flat out say they sucked, like yeah. the team. Um. So I, I want to kind of read everything that he said just because it, it was kind of really telling stuff. So all, all of the following is exactly from Gustav Spare's mouth. Nothing nothing I'm saying didn't come from him. This, okay. is, this is all what he said last night. I'm ready. Um, so he said, I'm not going to lie. It's not like we're losing games by a goal. We should be winning games. We should be better against weaker teams. Right now the team's really lost its identity from where we were at the beginning of the year to where we are now. It just sucks right now. We've got to find something here. We're too good of a team to let it just squander away. We owe it to our goaltenders. We owe it to those older guys on our team. It's just unacceptable. And then later on in the same press conference, he was asked if the constant change on defense was playing a part in anything, like like on how the defense was struggling. And he was kind of like, eh. And then was like, we're professionals. We know what we got to do out there. We've all played with each other enough that we can figure it out. It's just straight not good enough right now. But the next thing he said, and I, I think you'll kind of understand this. I don't know, Jen, you might want to close your ears. There is a bit of cursing right here. So I, know I think I'll live. Here. A dollar in the swear jar. Um, but this, this quote was really telling for me. He says, we're letting guys just fucking absolutely beat us up in front of the net. It just makes our goaltenders look like absolute shit. It's not fair. We got to be better as a team. We got to be better as a decor. We just got to bear down. And to me, that quote, even everything else, was kind of, like I said, the first time I've really seen a player just flat out let it all out, that mm -hmm. said it all to me. I think I – I mean, I agree about that, everything he said. And I think that – I mean, last night I totally saw what he was talking about where they're getting, like, straight up just bullied in front of the net. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and I mean, it's been a problem pretty much all season long, but you had never really seen a player flat out just say, like, yeah, we know. We know we're getting absolutely trapped. Yeah, it's refreshing, yeah. honestly, to see them do that. Like, be honest with us. Like, I, I hate agree. when they say, like, those canned responses that, like, I, I always joke, like, I could do a hockey player's interview for them because, like, it's always like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, obviously, like, they're a fast team and, like, we just got to get pucks to the net and get pucks deep. And, like, and once, we, yeah. once we get some chances, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I could just do the interview. So when they finally, like bring down the wall a little bit and actually just say straight up what's on their mind. Like, thank you. That's what we want. I agree with that. And I agree with like, 
even if it's not in because obviously the flyers are in a bit of a pickle if you will um to put it lightly um even when it's eve ariel you look so sad (laughs) (laughs) she was like yeah um even when a team like really isn't doing that badly i agree that like i feel like i could do these interviews for these players like what are all the phrases like pucks in deep like gotta get those chances like gotta get shots in like they literally say the same thing over and over again when they're doing well when they're doing badly when they're doing mediocre so like i i would love to see and this is just a fundamental problem with the nhl for whatever reason i would love to see more personality from the players in every way shape and form um and i think interviews is like a good place to start with that because like obviously i'm not happy that um that he said that in the interview I'm not happy for him but I guess I'm happy that like he kind of broke the ice and maybe other players will feel more comfortable saying things like that maybe not to that level um because he he seems like he's a little he's a little upset (laughs) but I I would say so (laughs) I think you guys know what I mean that like You know, obviously they're not robots. We want to see them, like, have emotions. Like, if you're losing, like, it's okay to look upset. It's okay to sound upset. And, like, you could tell he's kind of tired of giving those, like, stock answers of, like, oh, it was a close game. Like, it was a one-goal game. Like, we'll get them next time. Like, you can tell they're kind of, like, past that. So, I guess we'll see what happens from here then. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think – do you think AV is fine? Do you think his job's fine? Yeah, I don't – I don't think – I don't think he's getting fired. They they brought him in to be the guy, and he's only in the second year, and and it's very extenuating circumstances. As Chuck Fletcher kind of said the other day in his kind of state of the union, I guess you want to call it, you can't overanalyze this season. And that's one of the things he said that I truly agreed on. It, it's everyone's everyone's in the same boat. I know all, all these teams are dealing with it, and you know some teams are obviously better than others, but you can't overanalyze what's going on this season, what's going on with certain players. It, it's, you can be mad and, and I try not to let myself get too mad about it all. Um, and I think I'm actually being madder than I usually am. And that's saying a lot because I tend to not overreact to anything, but I think that's, you have to remember that. So I don't think AV is on the hot seat, nor do I think he should be. I think almost everyone else is fair game. I That's think fair. if you're gonna fire someone, it's gonna be one of the assistants. It's either gonna be Yo or Tarian. Or yes, it's gonna be one of them. I could That's see that. Fair. Yeah, I could see that. If you if you wanna make a move like that, it, it's gonna be one of the assistant coaches because I mean the penalty kill's been trash. The power play, trash. Defense, trash. <laughs> Offense somewhat trash not really i think well they actually scored last night instead of getting shut out so yeah well i i can't take a bright spot from that so (laughs) (laughs) it's like you scored but like did you really score it was like what eight to three i was like did you really yeah i think it was eight to three was the final you scored but like did it matter I mean, I think I got two power play goals, so, like, great for the power play. Yeah, we we mentioned moral victories earlier. At least the Flyers can have Mm. some. It's a moral victory. It's fine. I don't know that that's a moral victory I would like to have. But (laughs) if we're going to take a moral victory, that that is a good sign that the power play was able to connect a couple times. But was it at a point where the Rangers were like, I know they're not, like, here, have one. But it's like, 
With, at that point, I don't remember when the goals were scored. I, I think the Rangers had already had a couple by that. Yeah, point. it was in the third, I think, because the Rangers just were taking like so many penalties. Like they looked, they were their discipline was like they were the ones that were down like yeah. eight, eight to eight to one or whatever it was. Like, so at that point, it was like the Rangers weren't giving it to you, but they probably weren't like playing like a hundred percent. They were. They like, clearly we, weren't because we they were taking this, like, they were taking so many penalties, and I'm sitting there like, stop. <laughs> what are you, you doing? Tell, You're the ones who are winning. <laughs> you could tell, like in the first game, that they clearly had let up in the third period, or that game could have been, you know, like double digit, like yeah. So you could tell they had kind of let up a little bit, and, and maybe they kind of let up a little bit in this one. They were like, "Yeah, we got this." Um, at that point, but yeah. I, going back to what you guys were kind of saying about Carter Hart, mm-hmm. and I think what's going to be really important that they need to start doing, and it doesn't look like they're really going to do it because A.V. was asked last night if he thought about, not, like, just benching Carter, if he thought about letting, like, Felix Sandstrom come up and get a game or something, which the obvious answer to that was no. But Yeah. <laughs> because the kid has never played in the NHL. Right. You, you're not throwing it behind this team. No one can see the hand movement, but this team. Yes. But I think there's a good thought process in there of what, like, what they did with Brian Elliott. And I think they did this with Carter uh, the other day. Because I know he played I know he played last night. But the other day was just give him a night off completely. Okay. Let Alex Lyon back up. Even let Alex Lyon start. But they want him to get more games in Lehigh Valley first. It seems like because they did send him back down to play. Okay. So I think they want him to play more first if he's going to play up here. I don't think yeah. he maybe or I don't think he will because again this team not great I'm not really gonna throw a goaltender back there who hasn't played much Lions obviously got experience in the NHL not great experience if I remember his stats correctly I don't think they're the best but Carter kind of needs that that complete night off even if you're just gonna put Elliot in that which is probably what will happen is just give him some time to just completely get away from it all. Because even when you back up, you still got to prepare like you're going to come into a game. Because uh, as we saw like last night, you can. But I think it's just important for him just to get a complete reset, get some time off. But in a season like this, I think it's going to be hard to do that. Yeah. In, uh, in Alex Lyon, I'm, I'm looking at his stats now. In his first... Well, in his first stint with the Flyers, he did okay. He had yeah. a 905 save percentage in 11 games. He went 4-2 and 1. Yeah. I know he had one. I know but he had at least one good start. The next couple stints weren't that great. He had he had a goals against average of over 5 in his in in 18-19 in a couple games. And it looked like he was pulled cuz he has two games played but his record's 0 and 1. And then yeah. last year same thing. He it was one and one with an eight nine save percentage. So yeah, I knew he had. I I knew he had that first good season when when he originally came, and then I had a feeling his other stats weren't that great. But for him, it's more he's got to get games in in Lehigh Valley. He's played yeah half a game. I think I don't know if he got a chance to play another. No, he did play another game the other night. I think, but he hasn't played much hockey like a lot of people in over a year. Yeah, because with the with everything going on with the AHL, mm-hmm. um, he wasn't able to get back there. But regardless, with Carter, give him time. I I think it's going to be tough to do that because when Av was talking about it last night, he was like Carter and Brian 
are just gonna have to work it out like everybody else like yeah. not not in like a harsh way he didn't say it kind of like that way because i know that sounded harsh I know it was basically mean, like they're gonna get back to practice today was the first time he said in 12 days they've been able to have a practice i guess yeah. not counting morning skates and everything but it was the first time in almost two weeks they've actually had a practice and that him and Elliot were just going to have to battle through everything like everybody else was doing. So I don't think we're really going to see that rest that Carter probably needs just to completely get away with it. Even if he just backs up, he's still going to be in game mode. But I think they need to, but in in a situation like this where they don't really have any days off, they don't have many practice days, he's going to have to battle through it, but it's not exactly working out that well, but the team isn't really I was, battling either. I was going to say that's a, that's a good sum up sentence. It isn't exactly working well. Yep. No, because it, it's flyers. not. It isn't exactly working well. That's <laughs> honestly probably a good slogan right now. It's not I like exactly it. working well. But, I mean, the trade deadline's coming up, so I, I think their situation's going to be super interesting. You mentioned in your latest article on PuckerUpSports.com. Um, Shameless that, plug. That they might make some trades for the defense. They might not be in on Ekholm, like we've talked about before. That might be a bit of a... a, a- I think at this point, they won't be because, yeah. again, like depending on how they see themselves and kind of what Fletcher said the other day and what I kind of said in that article was Fletcher understands this team as it's built. It ain't it. it yeah. It's not working the way they are. But That's another good really, slogan for the Flyers. It ain't, <laughs> it ain't, it. ain't it. I like something it. Something he said that was very important, not just for the Flyers, but for everyone around the league. He's making a lot of calls. He, he admitted mm-hmm. to that. He's not getting many. Because teams are not willing to take on term or money right now. Yeah, and you guys have a lot... The Flyers have a lot of players locked up to that, right? Yeah, which... Made me think, were you shopping players that had term and money? Or can you just tell that people don't want term and money? We'll never right. know Like the answer to that, which I thought was a, a kind of an interesting telling moment. You won't know but, until that player's gone from the yeah. team. And then you'll find out, like, oh, they were making calls about this guy, like, however yeah. long ago. Yeah. But I, I think that was that was one of the biggest things I took away from that was they're not taking on term. They're not taking on money. So it's going to be those, hate to say, those hockey deals that everyone talks about is you're taking in the money that you're letting go of, which is why I brought up Gosses Fair and kind of in the Ekholm thing, because they're making almost the exact same money. Right. Or it it might have been Sandheim and Ekholm that were making this almost, one of them was making almost the same exact, like 0.25 less. I think it was Sandheim and Ekholm. So if I'm not mistaken, Ekholm was like 3.5. 375, something like that, and Sandheim is 325. Now, I don't think they're going to trade Sandheim. I, I kind of mentioned that as a possibility just because they have a lot of guys on the left side, and at some point, you got to give to get. But I think at this point, Ekholm might be out of the question just because I think yeah. Nashville wants too much for him, or rather, that's rightfully so or not. I'm not too up on his game. I think they probably getting him off from is probably exactly what's going to happen. But unless the fires really think he's going to turn this season around, <laughs> yeah, it ain't it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the good thing is though that with the quarant- the Canadian government lowered the quarantine 
period from 14 to seven days for Mm -hmm. NHL players coming from the States. So I think that opens up a lot more international It'll trading. make it easier for teams. Right. To want There'll to be way that. more trade partners there. I mean, you already saw it with Buffalo and Montreal. I don't think Montreal's done. I think they can. I, well, let me look at the standings. I think they're gunning for second place. The, the, North, I'm going to say the funniest thing or something came out the other day that was like, unless somebody misinterpreted what Bergevin said, was like, oh, they're not really going to make moves. And then like, oh, look, they traded first all. Yeah, I don't. So, Mark Bergevin is a is an interesting individual. So I think I, yeah, I think they're, they're in, fighting for. So they're in fourth in the North right now. I don't remember. Do the fourth top, in the North? Do the top four top teams? Four, in, yeah, the top four yeah. in each division make the playoffs, right? Yes. Okay, so they're in a playoff spot. I I would say that they are comfortably going to make the playoffs, but I think they want to try to up their standings because they're behind Edmonton. They've played three three less games at Edmonton and two less than Winnipeg and Toronto, and they're on hold right now because of COVID. So I yeah. think I think what they're hoping is with the games at hand, maybe they can bring in people and really turn it around and maybe gun for second or third place finish instead of a fourth place finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I know that Montreal thinks they're better than they are on – in the stand this that the standings indicate right now yeah um so i think they'll with the quarantine being lowered they'll probably be busy i know toronto's probably going to be busy kyle dubas is a wizard um he's currently he's currently i mean the vancouver's taking all their guys off waivers he's building two teams at once i did i did notice that that was that was kind of funny to me yeah so i think it'll be interesting to see with that with the with the quarantine change how team if that affects how many just trades in general we see but then how many international i think that is going to open it up a little bit i don't know how much because depending on what canadian teams are making trades if it if it is some of the top teams do you want to wait i know it's not that long but yeah. do you want to wait to have to get a player or if you're going to trade, are you going to try and do it within your division or within, you know, yeah. all the Canadian teams? I know I've said, I said this last week, but Kyle Dubas last, he was speaking, speaking to the media said that he wanted to do it as fast as possible because of the quarantine. Right. So we'll see if this makes him even still want to do it earlier because then they'll get the player faster. Uh, ready well, at to this go. point, at this point, you think he would because the trade deadline's what the thirteenth, the twelfth, twelfth. I knew it was twelfth yeah. and thirteenth, and that's in a couple weeks. Yep. So if you already have to wait that one week for a player to quarantine, you're you're looking at about a little over two weeks until the deadline. Yep. It feels like on fantasy when you just get a player and you can't play them the first week that you get them. This is exactly <laughs> what that feels like. <laughs> Like when you're just forced to bench them and you're watching them get points and you're like, that's this, <laughs> this me. is that in real life, fully. Fully, fully. <laughs> uh, speaking of the trade deadline, because I, and trades in general, because Colorado traded for, ended up actually trading for that goalie from the Sabres, Jonas Johansson. Mm-hmm. Still not playing well. Shocking. It wasn't Didn't, just the Sabres. It was just wasn't him. there a reporter who said that like this was the worst NHL player he's ever seen play yeah. or something? Yeah, like he's that? like like he's the worst goalie I've ever seen play. Like period, full stop. Like, like yikes. why are you trading for that? This is my own personal like haha moment. Just because like so the Hurricanes. This is like completely the Hurricanes. 
have a, a goaltender. His name's Alex Nedeljkovic. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on. I've been high on him for a very long time. Like when they still had like Cam Ward and they were trying to figure out their goaltending situation and they had Scott Darling and everything. I was always like, guys, it's okay. We've got Ned. Ned's coming. Ned's gonna <laughs> be so coming. good. And he won AHL Goalie of the Year. He won the Calder Cup with Charlotte. And now he's finally here in the NHL, like consistently. And he went on waivers multiple times. And still no one took him. Mm-hmm. And the and these teams are trading for Jonas Johansson when you could have had this kid for free. Yeah, really. At one point, he had like a 940 save percentage. Right now, it's down to 929. But still, that's... And he that's and so he just started good. two back-to-back games and had an insane save yesterday. And like, yay, great for the Canes. Like, that's my own personal like, haha, we get to keep him. But yeah. uh, like, I just don't know like how you could pass, pass up on him. Like, he only had one... Like, in the last few years, he's only had one stretch where he didn't really play well, and it was at the end of last season when he was called up before quarantine started. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he's like a over 900 save percentage goalie. Am I missing why Colorado traded for him? They have for Jonas Johansson? Yeah. They're having – they have goaltending, like – Injuries and just okay. I assumed depth there problems. was in- I assumed there was injuries because the only goaltender I saw them other than him was Grubauer. I couldn't remember who they yeah. even had. Uh, France, 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 something. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Like I just like to. I just like to say names like that. The guy that got hurt <laughs> in the playoffs and Michael Hutchinson played for him. Okay. Um, let me look at their in their depth chart because well, yeah, they- that's what I was trying to look up. Was to see what other goaltenders they had. I'm looking had. on. Uh, and I yeah, so they have. Yeah, so they have Grubauer, Francois. I think that's how you say it. Francois. Yeah. Francois. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Hunter Miska. Don't know who that is. Oh, Miska. I've heard of him. Jonas Johansson, Adam Werner, Peyton Jones, oh. and Eustace Anu. And don't, don't even. I, I don't know. Some finish. Some finish goalie. Um, but I think either Grubauer or Francois is hurt. Okay. So they traded for Jonas Johansson, but woof. Okay. Not not good, not good. Okay, so Francois is the one who was injured. In the playoffs, and yeah, but I think he's injured yeah. now. I have no idea. Yeah, because looking back on on something that talked about the trade, it said the Avalanche have relied heavily on Grubauer with Francois sidelined. Miska uh... filled in. Miska filled in, but he was, you know, not great either. So then he well, was set down. They're just going to play every bad goalie, I guess. Yeah, Francois is on long-term injured reserve. So, I mean, it's pretty much they just needed someone to take starts away from Grubauer. Yeah. But it ain't it ain't a good one that you made. Yeah, these, <laughs> I don't even – it's bad when you don't even know who these goaltending prospects are. Like, maybe they should look into trading for a goalie. Maybe they'll be <laughs> – Yeah, I don't even they know. Tried. They tried. I mean, maybe they tried on the free agent goalies over the summer and it just didn't work. I don't know. But I just had my own personal, like, hee-hee-hee moment when ever – like, last night we were just all, like – because Ned made an insane save. You really kept the Canes in a game against Columbus. And I'm just sitting there like, wow, he went on waivers multiple times. Multiple times. Mm -hmm. Because they kept, like, having to send him down and call him back up and, like, taxi squad business and whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. like, every – pretty much everything. And they've they've put him through waivers a bunch of times in the past too, and 
I don't know if it's like one of those unspoken NHL things where it's like, we know you're putting him on waivers, but we won't take him because we know you have to put him on waivers or whatever it is. But yeah. I, I would have jumped on that in a heartbeat. I, was it just like teams didn't know or maybe I don't know they just didn't need a goaltender at the time that I, he was I guess waivers? yeah I don't know it's just crazy like you could have had that for free for free <laughs> I don't know if like they got to, like they were like oh well he's only really good in the AHL but he's had I don't know yeah that's what I'm wondering if it was just a case of like they didn't know what he could actually do in the NHL or they um. just didn't need him or I don't know if they, they put him through waivers maybe you do that put a guy you really want to sneak through when there's a big waiver dump yeah so you kind of have that chance to sneak him through yeah maybe I don't I uh, I just know that the Canes now have a very interesting goaltending situation yeah I know they have a lot of good guys back there yeah they have well the whole reason that um Ned is even in is because uh Mrazek is hurt right he had surgery on his hand uh, and and then they have Reimer as well. So if if they think Ned's gonna is now here to stay, they're probably gonna have to get rid of. Well, they're not probably. They're going to have to get rid of one of Morazic or Reimer. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so why don't we move on to another thing that um, was a big topic earlier this week? But I still want to touch on it because I think it spoke a lot about the inner workings of the NHL, I guess. So a few nights ago, I'm sure you guys saw this because I think everybody saw it, but a few nights ago, uh, on the 23rd, so three days ago, uh, Tim Peel was caught on, on on a hot microphone going into commercial break in a Detroit Nashville game saying, about a, a penalty call. It wasn't much, but I wanted to get a fucking penalty against Nashville early in the, and finally they cut him off. <laughs> Oopie. So, I mean, he was caught on a hot mic saying that he basically was game managing, which is what we all know that refs do. Yeah, and he's then not the, the only one. No, he's mm-hmm. not the only one at all. He just got caught. And then the next morning, the NHL said Tim Peel is never going to ref again. Right. But, but I mean, he's retiring next yeah, month. Yeah, he already wasn't going to. He be already refing. wasn't going to ref NHL games again. So, yeah. I feel a way about this, but. Do you guys think that was too harsh of a punishment? I uh, no, because he, not to him at least, because he was already not gonna be refing hockey games in like a month. So anybody else, I think that's fair to mm. him. It's like okay, he's retiring early, like, and I think yeah. he's still getting paid the rest of. I was season. gonna I'm say they. Smart. They didn't say that they were going to stop paying him or that they were firing him. They just said that he wouldn't, like, officiate another game. So yeah. I'm assuming he's still getting paid. I, and, think, like, well, I think I saw that he was still getting paid. Yeah, and, like, I'm I'm on the same page as you, Ariel, in that, like, he was already retiring and the season is ending in however long. So, like, I, it kind of feels like... Not that it's a non-issue, but, like, it feels like it doesn't really affect anything at this point in the game. Yeah. Um, and part of me thinks that they did it. I don't know if to make an example out of him is the phrase that's I want exactly, to use. That's exactly. That's exactly. I, they, they, yeah. scape, they scapegoated him is what I would think. Because yeah. basically, like, at most hockey fans that are very in tune to what's going on know that this is what happens. That this the happens. refs. I mean... I don't know if you guys remember, but earlier this season, the Hurricanes and the Blue Jackets, uh, there was a goal that got reviewed and was allowed. 
mm-hmm. on an offsides review. So then Columbus got penalized, but Carolina was offsides. And so they went back and watched it again and said, oh, crap, we made a mistake, but you can't take it back. Yeah. So they just ended Carolina's power play early. Okay, no, I had no idea about this, and I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a whole thing, and they, and then the whole rest of the game, I was watching the game, they were trying to basically make makeup calls. Makeup calls, is yeah. What, is what, is what makeup, we call them. Yeah. Make, makeup calls against Carolina to uh, basically apologize to Columbus, saying, sorry that we messed up this goal review, but maybe you'll score a one on the power play now. And so we know this happens. It literally happened earlier this year, and it was actually it was actually a huge deal because apparently what happened was when the refs were uh, watching the goal back with with the control room in Toronto, someone in Toronto, not officially saying it, but just said out loud, "Oh, that's a good goal." And the ref just took off the headset and was like, "Yeah, it's a good goal," and, <laughs> and didn't. Like actually corroborate it. where that voice came from. Apparently, it was some like intern or something. Yeah, and so they tried to make makeup calls the whole rest of the game. So we know this happens, but the fact that he got caught actually saying it is the problem. So I think they just scapegoated him, which I think is completely pretty. I mean, if he's if he's retiring in a month, what does it matter? Exactly, doing that's something that we point, know all yeah. the refs do anyway. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's the whole point. Is he got caught on a hot mic? Saying it, so the NHL is like, well, we have to do something. And even if he's retiring in a month, he's the one who said it. We can't just be like, all right, don't do that. It has to be like, oh, he said it. He's got to be. And I think, I don't know if the league knows this. Like, a lot of people didn't like him anyway. Oh, so yeah. I'm also wondering if the league was like, well, people don't like you anyway. So, like, <laughs> they're going to be happy that we're. I don't think the NHL really thought that unless they're really... No, I don't, I don't think they did. I, I they think know that. I think, they, I think most refs aren't liked except for Wes McCauley. No. I was going to say Wes except McCauley's for Wes McCauley. Best, so. uh, but things that I found interesting in response to all this going down was um, uh, at Drag Like Pull uh, from Leafs Twitter brought up like this old article from NBC Sports and it says, today may be a good day to, to remember that Colin Campbell tried to influence NHL officiating when he didn't like the penalties they were calling against his son. That sounds about right. So Even without knowing it. We know this right. all happens. Yeah. And uh, Justin Bourne said, there's more to the NHL firing Tim Peel than heard him say he wanted to get a makeup call in a team once. The league has officiating issues and refs' attempts at game management are part of the problem, but the league knows it happens and perhaps encourages it, encourages it so it all just smells off. Smells well, off. I mean, it's pretty obvious that they know what's happening and they just yeah. don't care that it's happening because you would have done yeah. a long time I think ago. the league is just I think the league is so obsessed with parity and the fact that anyone can win a game on any given day mm-hmm. that the, they want to keep I don't know it's it's also the everything going on now with the betting I, I bet oh yeah with it. betting too yeah that that's probably gotta keep got, MGM happy that's <laughs> probably got a lot to do with it because I mean every intermission or at least the first intermission of the Flyers game there's always some oh this is the money line right now this is what it was before the game, this is what it is now. So I, I think that has a lot to do with how games are officiated, even though it shouldn't be. That, I think, also has played a big role in some of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, the last thing I want to point out about this that I think is hilarious is so um, the NHL Officials Association, the NHL, yeah, the NHL Officials Association, the NHL OA, 
okay, <laughs> has a website and they have this thing, this page on the site that says become a referee. <laughs> okay. Should we apply, guys? The first bullet point. Honestly, they should just hire a woman after Tim Peel, but anyway. Right. The first bullet point says, the first step to becoming an official is to approach your local officiating governing body, example, Hockey Canada or USA Hockey or your local league office. This will put you in contact with other officials. Okay, that's normal. But then the second bullet point goes, the next step is to just get out there and just do it. Oh, yup. Nike, just do it. NHL officiating, just do it. Just get out there. Just, just get out there and do it. Slogans. There you go. I just what that's on that's on part for the course. And Hello. like the the thing that kind of makes my brain hurt about this is like you know that like these makeup calls like that's what we're calling it. You know that like these makeup calls are bad, right? Like so inherently, bad. like that's not what you're supposed to do. And so I'm like, okay, what can we do to prevent makeup calls? Well, makeup calls are mad when made when bad calls are made. So it's like, stop making bad calls. I was just saying, don't make the bad call in the first place. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just because the some of the rules are just so ambiguous. The way I they're agree. Written, the way they're written. Like, no one knows what goalie interference is, and it's a joke, but it's also like, Literally, no one knows what this rule is in the game. So there's how do you, so many, how do you there's enforce so many it? Penalties that I genuinely don't understand. And I've been watching hockey like since I was like a toddler. Like what's icing? Y'all know I don't. What's offsides? Y'all know I, I don't. I know. I know. <laughs> like, well, I was gonna say. I well, just. Well, you can watch Snoop Dogg explain it on the on the NHL YouTube channel. <laughs> You but might like be the, more confused after that, so... The point of that was just, like you said, I, I feel like... I think you used the right word, ambiguous. Like, it, it also reminds me of when they try to bring in, like, new rules and they just absolutely flop. Like, what was it, like, maybe, like, two or three years ago when they brought in all these new, like, face-off rules and just... Oh, the face-off violation? I went to a preseason game when they first started the face-off violation. Just messed. And, the refs just kept calling it over and over and over and over and over again. There were so many penalties for face-off violation. And so then, like, a couple days later, the league came out with, like, yeah, you need to stop calling it so much. Not yeah, everything's a face-off violation. <laughs> um, this is a fun question, though. If you could get rid of one NHL rule that you think is stupid, what would it be? Ooh, just, like, rule in general? Yeah, yeah like, a, something that they maybe, like, that they call a penalty or, like, whatever. Some Okay, yeah, I got one. Okay, what do you got? So, to me, giving teams a delay of game when they don't get an offsides challenge right is garbage. I, I, I don't I can see it. I could see it, but also Just, I get it because, like, that, like, it's, they're trying to, I mean, in football, they take away a timeout, but in football, that's more precious because, yeah. like, timeouts are for clock management. And, like, timeouts in hockey, like, they rarely get taken. Well, that used to be what it was. Was That's it, what was it is for goalie got, interference. Yeah, so for goalie, goalie interference, if you, if you lose a goalie a interference challenge, they take away a timeout. If you lose an offsides challenge, you get penalized. It's the all yeah, it's the offsides one, only because to me sometimes those calls are subjective. I think they're always subjective. Well, I wanted to give some. But I also that. agree that it's a delay. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I also it's a, agree it's a delay of game penalty because you actually wasted the you actually wasted yeah. our time. Only because those calls can be subjective that I think. Yeah. Being like, oh, we didn't think it was offsides. Right. So you're going to get penalized because we didn't think what you challenged was correct. 
that whole thing is a mess thing anyway. that I think it yeah. is. Because the offside challenge is crazy because there's no time limit on how long yeah. you like, so as soon as the shift starts, so like uh, the other day, um, a pound, like on uh, in a Hurricanes game, they took away a goal for offsides. They had been in the zone like a minute and a half. Yeah, there need there needs to be kind of a there needs to a be a time line. limit. Like if they don't score right away, it's like yeah, okay, they've that, been in the that's zone. one that I would change the time limit. But also, God, that was going to be mine, Sam. Delay of game for puck over the glass is the most annoying thing ever. That too. Those are my two ideas. <laughs> God, I hate delay of game for puck over the glass. My we call it dog pog. Delay of game puck over glass. You know I, what? I saw that one day it. written on some guy's like feet, and I was like, "What the heck?" I dog like pog. it. Dog pog. It's the worst. And I was like, oh, delay. Yeah. Like I, yes, I guess, yeah, that's, I guess, that's tons of people much. used to do it on purpose in the past, so they were trying to curb it, but. God, it happens so many times by accident now, and then you get called, and it totally screws you over. I would totally get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. I can see that one. I was trying to think of something else, and I, like, unless I'm, like, just forgetting anything, yeah. I couldn't really think of another one that's, like, egregious enough to yeah. get rid of. And then, you know, the usual people, like, get rid of fighting. <laughs> no, because that fight last night with Morgan. That fight was wild last night, and, and yeah. Sam Morgan got, got, um... And then he got unsportsmanlike conduct, and I kind yeah. to get it. And he got fined, right? Yeah, he got fined at first. At first, I was like, it was a good fight. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he kind of pulled Lemieux's hair at the end. He did. A little bit. <laughs> Matt Kachuk, like, All right, Matt Kachuk did the same thing to Justin Hall a few nights ago, and he didn't get fined. Yeah, well, I'm just saying because he he tried to fight. League, maybe I don't know. He tried to fight Justin Hall. Justin Hall said no. They <laughs> skated away from each other or yeah. He mm-hmm. tried to fight Justin Hall. Justin Hall said no. They skated away from each other. And then uh, Kachuk came back, tackled him to the ground, and started pulling his hair. <laughs> yup. Hockey. Same. Same. The beautiful it's game. Casual. No soap operas, just hockey. Um. So let's move to the NWHL, the women's side of things, because sure. we are in the middle of a game right now. Yeah. Um, it's on NBC Sports, which is so exciting. I'm so happy for them. Like, amidst all of the, like, I don't want to call it drama, but, like, all the stuff that, like, they've had to overcome and everything that's happened, like, the fact that it's still being broadcast like that is just... It's so great. It's so good. Well, the Boston Pride are leading the Toronto Six 2-1 to one after one period. Boo. I saw the notification before, but I wanted to save my reaction if you said it. <laughs> so my reaction is boo. I think my reaction is also boo. The red jersey's looking fire tonight for the for the Six. They have great jerseys, the six. Like, those white ones? They're so All of pretty. them are really good. The black ones are really good. They're so pretty. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, the, completely unrelated, but the jersey hoodies that the six put out on oh, the yes. site. Yes, yes, yes. yes. so nice. They're sexy. I like them a lot. Um, yeah, <laughs> so we have playoff women's hockey going on right now. It's so exciting. And I'm so glad it's on NBC. And they're streaming it on Twitch for international folks. I'm glad they're still doing that. Yeah. So okay, if yeah, you're I in was the, if you're in if they the, were keeping that up. Yeah. So if yeah. you're in the in the if you're in the US, I can't speak English. If they're mm-hmm. in the US, then you can't watch on Twitch. You can only watch on NBC Sports. Opposite opposite for international. If you're right. international, you can't watch it on NBC Sports. I'm sure if you had a VPN or whatever, you could. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, you can only watch it on Twitch. But either way, I think you're getting a great product, obviously. 
Totally. I agree. Mm-hmm. Very excited. And we'll see how it ends out. And then the next game is uh, Connecticut and Minnesota at 8 o'clock. You're... So that's two hours from now. Uh, so exciting. So fun. But there were some more serious things that came out about the NWHL this week. Uh, Marissa and Jemmy, incredible, amazing, talented, so Show awesome. stopping. I love her. I was like, I was hoping Jen was that. covering the NWHL for Sportsnet this season. Um, and she wrote about, we mentioned this briefly last week, but uh, about Danny Ryland's uh, exit from the NWHL. Um, it was sudden, and we still don't have a lot of answers about what happened. So Marissa was trying to provide some insight into what happened. And she had a quote from Shannon Doyle from the Connecticut Whale about how she was shocked and that she was kind of disappointed that Danny left and that she wants to get some clarity on the situation. So that's different from apparently what the prevailing thought was. Apparently a lot of people saw this coming. Yeah. I read that in the article that it, it seemed like, like you said, the quote, she seemed so shocked. And then it said, like, the rest of the league saw the writing on the wall with it. And I was like, yeah. well, clearly if some people were expecting it and some people were completely shocked. Um, miscommunication check. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I and then this one section just I found super interesting. And it's kind of long, but I do want to share it. It says, this is all from Marissa. You can find the article on Sportsnet. She's incredible. But so it says... The timing, however, as some scratching their heads, one big unavoidable question centers on women's hockey outside the NWHL as well. Several players defected from the N- from the NWHL for the ill-fated CWHL following salary cuts in the second season and then went on to create the PWHPA in the spring of 2019 because the CWHL folded. Some players have stated safety and conditions as a concern about the NWHL and given the recent COVID-caused season pause, that's been highlighted once more. The bubble in Lake Placid, I think, is is a big is a big instance. Yeah. Since that time, those players have made clear that they don't intend to play in the NWHL again. Some not even acknowledging its existence. Others openly calling for its downfall. That motivation partially comes from the NHL, an entity several PWH players have openly advocated getting involved, stating on several occasions it will not step into women's hockey while there's opposing leads operating. Then there's a speculation that Rylan has the was the burnt bridge and her right. presence alone was preventing progress. Yeah. No one would return to the NWHL or consider it an option while she was there. Um, but she, Marissa says that more likely it's it's the former than the latter, that there's just a lot of other factors. It's not just everybody hated Danny. Yeah. And I I agree with that. Like I I think that a lot of responsibility fell slash falls on Danny Ryland because she was kind of like she was kind of the face for this you know she like started the entire league and she she's been involved since the league was created so I do think that a lot of it has fallen on her whether that's fair or not I don't know um but I think that she's kind of had to take her take responsibility for a lot of things that maybe haven't necessarily been her fault and I think that this is even like an instance of it like that people are kind of thinking that, oh, like, maybe people, like, magically want to join the league now that she's gone, which, like Marissa said, I don't really think that's the case. But 
it, it's a really great read. I don't know if we can, like, I'm still figuring this out. I don't know if we can, like, link things in our description, but I definitely... I'll link it in the description. I think it's definitely worth a read, a yeah. read for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, this is, like, my biggest gripe, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've tweeted about this before. Like, I've gone on major threads about this before. <laughs> um, but it really, it upsets me and it makes me angry not only as someone that like has ties to the NWHL and cares about it, but just as someone who loves women's hockey and like support and women su- genuinely supporting women in general, yeah. I think it's so infuriating that these women who defected from the NWHL and now and started the PWHPA and everything, I understand them having fair criticisms of the NWHL. No league is perfect, but to straight up deny its existence. It's disrespectful. And it is very disrespectful. And to go uh like on nat- on like TV when they're invited and to promote the Dreamcap tour, which fine, go ahead. But then to say, oh well, we need a whip, we need a professional league to play in. There is one there, go play in it. There is one. You can go play in it. And I think yeah. I think I mean, obviously and the NHL saying like, oh well, we don't wanna like get involved when there's another league running. Well, why don't you get involved with the league that's running? Mm-hmm. I instead agree. of this instead of this whole like we have to start from scratch well why when there's six successful professional teams playing right now yeah and there's tons of people that want to play it play in it and maybe if you got involved those ones that defected that are more household names maybe quote unquote will want to play in it Again. i agree a thousand percent and i just find it so frustrating that these women in the pwhpa not all of them i, I want to clarify that because it is not all of them but a small amount of them, including some of them that founded it, continue to say publicly, denying the NWHL, denying its existence, sometimes resorting to petty, just not even criticisms, petty, just hate, honestly, online, saying that it's that it's a beer league or whatever else they want to say about it. And just I mean, because that's not only insulting to the people that work in the league, but to the people, your, your peers that play in the league, mm-hmm. they obviously feel a different way about it. It's just, I just find it so hypocritical of that whole, like, Oh, women supporting women. Let's help each other. And mm-hmm. like, and then you are online saying that the league they play in doesn't exist. Yeah. And I, I remember in the article that we're referencing, I don't remember who exactly said it. I think it was one of the PWHPA players, but there was a quote that was something along the lines of like, well, there are multiple leagues and I think there are going to continue to be multiple leagues and like, that's okay. And I read that and I was like, I don't know if that's okay. I don't know. I don't know. Why does there have to be multiple (laughs) leagues? Like someone, I I think I saw that quote where they were like, there can be multiple professional leagues. I'm like, but why does there have to be? Yeah, I, I agree. Focus on that. one and making it the best. And like, it it reminds me a lot of like the XFL stuff like last yeah. uh last year because like I I don't watch football. I probably never will. Um but if if I was hypothetically a person who watched football, I already have the NFL and that is the yeah. men's football league that I watch. Yeah. I mean Why there's also this there's also the CFL as well, the Canadian Football League. There's Canadian mm-hmm. rules football, but well, the, I think that's, like, a little bit different because that's, like, Canadian versus U.S. But, like, in, in this specific instance with instance with the PWHP and the NWHL, it's pretty much the same geographical area. Yep. It's essentially the same players. You would like, have teams in the same city. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it just it just feels like direct competition. And the the argument of, well, we both have the same goal. We just have different ways of getting there. Okay, but like, uh, I don't even know where yeah. I was going with that. That just frustrated me. Yeah. Like, I can't. No, it is frustrating. And like, this, this is... Uh... This is what um, Joanna Boynton said from the from the sixth, the the owner of the sixth. She said, "Just because they choose a different way to work towards their goal, there's no less respect." And I love those players. We're better than we're better when when supporting each other. No matter what the stage is at the moment, there's no doubt we have something really impressive to showcase our game. It would be better to push together in the same direction. Yeah, I I think I think that's exactly it, and. Like you said, there's just this level of respect and just like professionalism, I feel like that should be maintained between these players. Because again, these are your colleagues. These are people you've played with or against. And if if you are claiming to work at the same goal of supporting women and supporting women's sports, like act like it almost. Yeah. And it's the other thing that frustrates me is us saying that there are two leagues because is the PWHPA league because no. the last that I heard it was an association and they like what are the teams? Like aren't the teams by like region? Like uh it's like I forget what the teams are. It's like the two teams that play against each other at the Dream Cap Tour. And I think it's it might be like named after their captains or something. Yeah, so like that that that's not a league do you have regular games and a schedule and jerseys and no you don't so you're not a it, league. <laughs> i don't know the whole thing the whole thing that they were trying to do i mean the dream gap tour in a lot of ways like it's like it, it's a i always felt weird like they're calling it a tour like we're gonna show up and we're gonna everyone's gonna be like look at us and like all that kind of stuff yeah like, I, I just again like i don't want to sound like i'm just like shitting all over the and the pwhpa because i have bias towards the nwhl i just think i do think like, what they're doing is great too like the fact, it is that, they, great. No, the it's fact great. that they played at the garden is amazing i, I think just, they've done i think they've accomplished some amazing things and mm-hmm. i don't i don't want that to be lost in this whole conversation but i just it's just like the malice and the subtext that yes. kind of tends to go with it is yes there's no a bueno. lot of yes there's a lot of stuff surrounding it that mm-hmm. i don't necessarily agree with and i just think the en- the energy and the time and the money could be way better spent with the nwhl like i agree I, when they when those players defected from the nwhl and they were upset about pay and everything the league took off after that mhm after they left and they've expanded twice. I was going to say, look how many sponsorships they've gotten. The Discover sponsorship is huge. The, they have still have the Duncan one for however many years. And some of the team's individual sponsorships are get, that they're getting, like, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the players get, like, a cut of their jersey and their shirt sales is also huge. Like, so many things have improved since then. And I feel like there's an article that came out, I want to say, like, maybe this time last year. I can't think of the exact one, Sam. I'll try to find a link for you and send it to you later. But with former NWHL players talking about, like, the conditions that they played in. And a lot of them were saying, like, these awful things about the buildings they had to play in or things that they had to do or whatever. And a lot of them were from, like, the first or second season. And I was just sitting here reading this, like, I feel like it's unfair to judge this league based on things that happened five or six years ago at this point because look at how much progress they've made since then. Like, I feel like just making that snap judgment and saying this league was bad in their first year, so they're bad now six years later and I'm going to go play somewhere else. Like, it it just makes no sense. Yeah, it definitely seems like they're very much stuck in the time that they played there. Mm -hmm. And 
And I want to give credit to to Anya as well because she's she, amazing. She started the Players Association for the NWHL, and I think that was a huge help as well. Um, because I I believe that was started after their second season. Mm-hmm. So oh God, a so lot good. has changed, and I just I don't understand why there's so much push to start something new when there's something great happening, and a lot of great people work there, and I think that all, both parties should be and would be willing to come together and just make that league better. Yeah. And I, the other thing that I don't get, and this will just be, cause I know we're, we're coming up on like an hour. So I, I will make this quick, but my other gripe is that the, the wish is always, well, we want the NHL to be involved. Why on, where's my microphone? Earth. Do you want? <laughs> do you want the NHL involved? I don't trust the NHL to run the NHL. I don't trust That's the fair. NHL to run a McDonald's. I don't. I just. I. D- does anyone like the commissioner besides the commissioner who likes Gary Batman? Nobody likes Gary. Uh, Batman. I don't think anybody. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody likes or trusts the people running the NHL. Just blanket statement, and trusting them with like this baby of ours I feel is just I I feel like you should this is gonna come out wrong I'm sure but like I feel like you should care about women's hockey more than to want to just throw it off to the NHL and I get the appeal of like they have money and they have resources and things like that I get that a thousand percent and like I'm sure that they would give the league a boost in things like exposure and getting them on places like NBC more but I think in the long run you know that this was Danny Ryland's baby, Ani Bataglino's baby, all of the original players. Like, this is something that's so important to them. And I just feel like they'd almost be doing themselves a disservice by just kind of handing it over to the NHL and saying, like, okay, do what you want. Because yeah. I don't I don't think they would give it the time and the attention and the respect that it, that it deserves. I think I think the motivation there is because, I, because of seeing what the WNBA became mm-hmm. with the NBA's involvement. I think that was a very – I don't want to say that's a rare thing. It, I mean, it unfortunately is a rare yeah. thing that happens. But the also the NBA is so much more well-run, and it, and it has been for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see something like that happen with the NWHL, like a WNBA-type situation. But I think, they, like you said, they may have to just not get the NHL involved mm-hmm. and try to pave their own way. But – I. No matter what they do, I think that they have to come together. Yeah, I agree. Because these the NWHL is doing well on its own and the PWHPA is doing well on its own. I don't know if that's sustainable. I um, agree. I think there's going to come to a point where something's going to happen and they're both going to have to kind of come to a head and it's going to be like, okay, yeah, what do we I do think now? It, and I think right now like the, the tensions have died down, but I think over time it might get a little more heated. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And I just don't – I don't – I think the writing's on the wall there. I think they have to they have to do something because this is it's just getting a little sad at this point. Like I I just can't I just don't stop thinking about like how angry I got when I heard you know some of these women's players like publicly wishing for a professional league on national television. Yeah, like you have one. <laughs> but that's my two cents. I just wanted to. I think that yeah. was a a conversation that I think we both wanted to have yes, um, yeah. with this whole situation going on. Um, but we are about an hour in, so I wanted to end on a lighter note because last time we talked about some serious stuff with the with Barstool stuff and the, the NCAA and all that. Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to do talk about a lighter subject. Um, I wanted to know because the Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series came out today. Oh. And I wanted to know, what is your guys' favorite hockey movie? What do you think is the best hockey movie and why? Let us know. Whoever wants to go first. I am prepared. I am ready. Mine is so cliche. That's it's okay. okay if it's cliche. Mine is so cliche because I haven't seen many. I haven't seen many hockey movies. It's a miracle. It's it's the cliche. It's, it's, it, I just haven't seen many hockey movies. And this apparently is a hot take. I hated Slapshot. <gasps> I, I could not. It took me two tries to watch that movie. I'm wow. sorry. See, I knew it was going to be a hot take. It took me two <laughs> tries to watch Slapshot. that movie. I love Slapshot. It's not I my favorite hockey movie, I just but couldn't I love do Slapshot. It. I couldn't do it, and I can't think of any other hockey movies I've seen other than, like, The Mighty Ducks. And have you seen Miracle? Miracle? So I have to go Miracle. Miracle's great. Miracle's great. Yeah, I that's, agree. My, that's what I'm saying. That's the only, like, that's like the only ma- big hockey movie that I remember seeing other than Mighty Ducks. Miracle was ruined for me in college by guys watching it all the time and yelling the quotes at each other, but it's a great movie. It, it is. I agree. Um, my favorite hockey movie and also probably in my top five favorite movies is Goon. I love Goon so Goon's much. Goon's great. I love it. I oh have. Oh my god! Why did I forget about Goon? It's Great so movie. good. I Great have movie. a I Doug Glatt Highlanders jersey um, that I don't Where's think 69? I've. Sixty nine. It's hilarious. <laughs> that I don't think I've ever worn. Maybe I'll wear it for like Halloween this year. I was just gonna then. say, do it for Halloween. Get like yeah. makeup. Get like a bruise on your eye. It'd or something. be cute. Um, but I love Goon. I watch it all the time. I feel the sequel that I forgot about Goon. The sequel that Tyler Sagan was in. The sequel was a time. I do Tyler not Sagan prefer the Michael sequel. Del yeah, Michael Delzato. <laughs> Stanley Cup champion Michael Delzato. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. But I love Goon. I I actually might watch it tonight. I don't know if it's still on Netflix because I haven't watched it in a little while. Isn't it a Netflix movie or am I stupid? Is it? No. Is it like a Netflix studio movie? Is I it? didn't I don't... think it was. Or what did it come out before now that was even really a thing? Like, look up who made Goon. Yeah, wait. I'm gonna look up Goon. I don't movie. think it is. I think if I look up just Goon, Goon was in 2011. Mistake. It says 2012. Rotten Tomatoes no, gave it an 81. percent Of course, Jay Baruchel wrote it. Yeah. Uh, it's a Canadian. Uh, it's a Canadian sports film. So, so of course, oh, yeah, he, no. Well, it? Yeah. Um, okay. it premiered on Netflix and became a success. Yeah, it was distributed by Alliance but, Films, I guess, in Canada. Yeah, but it was... So it just must have been an exclusive Canadian. to Netflix in America, because everyone was like, who's going to watch this? Yeah. And then... All the hockey fans, ah! And then I watched it. Goon is great. I, I love, love Slapshot. I also find it hilarious. So this is... This might also be why Slapshot's so near and dear to my heart. So... So you know how hockey men hate women? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, flat out to the point. Uh, and they love Slapshot. Slapshot's the greatest movie that encapsulates everything that hockey's about. (laughs) Well, guess what, hockey men? It was written by a woman, (gasps) and I just love it. Big gasp. I just love, and I just one of my favorite movie scenes ever is when the they're playing the national anthem. Well, it's before the national anthem at warm-ups and the, the Hanson brothers get into a huge fight. Yeah. And then they're bloody during the national anthem. And the ref comes over and he's screaming at one of them. And then he goes, shut up. I'm trying to listen to the song. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good movie. Maybe I'll but watch that tonight. Is, 
But Slapshot's not my favorite hockey movie. We're aware, Sam. Well, I'm aware, Sam. Well, yeah, my favorite. Okay, my favorite movie ever. Okay, for those for the people in the room that don't know, uh, <laughs> is my favorite movie ever is The Cutting Edge, and it's not necessarily a hockey movie, but there's hockey in it, and so therefore so it it's a hockey movie, Yay. and it is the story of these two people. One is a is a former Olympic slash collegiate hockey player, and the other is a witch of a girl who cannot keep a figure skating partner and they end up together in a figure skating pair and i'm sure you guys can guess what happens after that but it's amazing and it's i quote <laughs> it happily ever after <laughs> i quote it regularly there are so many good quotes from it and the hockey references are like actually decent like he gives her but one of the things is that he gives her Bobby Hall's his Bobby Hall game worn sweater for Christmas, mm-hmm. and she has no idea. He gives it to her, and she's like, "Oh, it's an old shirt," and he gets really offended, and she's <sighs> like, "That's Bobby Hall's game worn sweater," and he's looking at her like, "It's Bobby Hall's game worn sweater." <laughs> like he's shocked that she has no idea who it is, and they they play hockey against each other. It's really cute, and I just it's. Just a movie that's so, like, an escape from everything, you know? Yes. I'll have to but watch it. It's my favorite movie ever. I think it's on Amazon. Um, and the guy who's it, the D.B. Sweeney, who plays, like, the main guy, he actually plays hockey in his spare time. So hmm. so a lot of the hockey stuff he actually did. So I love that. That uh, but a nice I love that movie. segment. Yeah. Just, like if that. you, so Mighty Ducks is back, apparently. I personally am not a huge Mighty Ducks person. Me neither. I don't think I really was either. I might check it out, but... When I went to Disney as a kid, like, one of the areas of, like, because every hotel, like, the hotel had little areas and every pool was themed, Mm -hmm. and the Mighty Ducks one had, like, a hockey rink pool with, like, a penalty box. Yeah. So I, like, dragged my parents to go to that one, (laughs) but that's about it. I'm not a huge Mighty Ducks person. I love love the jersey, but the movie's, like, okay. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah. So we have Miracle, Goon... Slapshot. I'm still embarrassed. I forgot about Goon. Goon's great. <laughs> Honestly, because I heard about it sometimes too, but it's such a great hockey miracle. movie. It's so good. It was just Miracle, which is in my head, and then Jen said Goon. I'm like, oh my god. Miracle Confession though, That's when I was a, a kid, movie. when I was a kid, I fell asleep in theaters watching Miracle. <laughs> of course, it came out in like 2004 or something. I was a little, yeah, I was a little kid, and I and I was tired and. You know that middle part where he's like watching a lot of film and like trying to figure out how to fix it. Yeah. I got bored. I fell asleep. Understandable, honestly. <laughs> but that'll do it, I think, for episode two. Of I did have movies. one more thing not to cut you off. Ariel, you go for it. The floor, the floor is yours. Because this, this stands on the like feel good story that felt like it would have <gasps> yes. been interrupted if I said it during the flyers. No, part, go ahead. Everything was us. doom and gloom. Is we did actually get a lot, a, a really big big like news last night um with oscar lindblom oh yeah 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 yeah. because um it had happened during their morning skate he led stretches everyone was cheering and kevin hayes was like it's not my news to tell i want him to do it and in my head i don't know why i didn't think of what actually was i was like he a dad no like i was like but i was like well av said what it was i'm like that couldn't have been um so while they were being interviewed, because they made Lindblom available after the game. He wasn't available mm-hmm. after practice. He was available mm-hmm. after the game with Gosses Fair, funny enough. And they ask him, you know, we heard something happened. Kevin Hayes said he didn't want to tell us. What was it? 
He got Ooh. his scans back again. He is still cancer-free. Yay! He hopes to be cancer-free the rest of his life. Obviously, we all hope he continues I hope to he be cancer-free the rest of his life. But a positive sign out of all of the just heap of garbage going on in Philadelphia right now. And in the world, I think it's just nice to know that, yeah. like, someone's getting a happy... Someone's getting better and... For yeah, sure. Getting happy news and is in good health and everything. And hopefully he'll get the... every Well, hopefully everyone will, but hopefully he's he'll get the vaccine soon too mm-hmm. um but yeah that's really i'm glad you brought that up because i did yeah. see it last night or yeah last night because yeah, he said it after the game right mm-hmm. but yeah i'm really glad you brought that up because that's a great great feel-good story and we're really happy for him and for sure hopefully that cancer-free continues mm-hmm. and we don't have to go through he doesn't have to go through something horrible like that again um but yeah, now I think that'll do it for the for the second episode of Bunch of Beauties. Um, you can follow us on social media at Pucker Up Sports on everything on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, that's where you'll find our written content as well as uh, links to the podcast um, and a full transcription for those who need it. Um, so that usually uh, last week it came up a little late the day that it came out, but I think we're going to aim to get it out earlier um this time but yeah thank you guys thank you ladies another successful week i think and go toronto six and go toronto six (laughs) and uh we'll see you guys next week yay bye